All right, it's the Gift of Gaming podcast. We are going again because I messed up the intro the first time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another Games Club episode, and this week we're talking about Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Play the intro! Okay, I hope you're all sitting comfortably and uh, ready to hear all about our thoughts on Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Today, I am joined by the Nolan Brothers, Craig the Critical. Craig, how are you? How are you doing, Darren? You well? I am good, thank you. Good, good. And also, Colm, of course, Colm. Welcome. Hello, Darren, and hello, Craig. I hope you are both well, and we're keen to get into some game. Yeah, yeah. Before we do, guys, how about that weather today, huh? Oh, it's well, a scorcher, huh? It is a scorcher. And that is rare for Ireland. Did you guys get up to anything nice today? Um, I got a little bit of a park hang, which was nice. Yeah. I got a lot of sun yesterday as well, so I was trying not to stay out in it too long. You know, yeah. be a little bit mindful. Yeah. Uh, sun cream and all that jazz Our pasty as well. Irish skin doesn't like that, that sun. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to feel like you need that aloe vera. You know, if you use it, like at the after sun, if it feels nice, that's good. But you don't want to need it great tip <laughs> i always have this time of year i always leave a aloe vera after sun in the fridge so if i ever get a bad burnt day and i come back it is the most soothing thing to yeah. put on my burnt that's skin. a solid holiday tactic yeah. right there oh man it was so good it was so good the only unfortunate thing about this weather is not great gaming weather fellas no well i mean so long as <laughs> i mean you, we, you we, don't we, mind morally like <laughs> today i snuck out went to the park for two hours and yeah. i was like you know what I got my son today, and then I ran back home and played Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> I have the like. I like the image of you running back to play Zelda as well. It's been like okay. Then I, I set a timer on my phone during the two hours. You know? And even with me, like I was trying to play it in the sun, like the Switch, just getting Zelda out on the go, and I just couldn't see anything the way that the yeah. sun was glaring, no matter what angle I tried to get at. So uh, I made like a like MacGyver esque headpiece that was essentially just like a bandana or like a little shawl. Yeah. I got like sunglasses to anchor onto my head and just draped it over the screen and I was able to sit out in the back garden, get no sun Soak in my up head. Them rays. And you know, just you know, make the most of both of them. Yeah. I looked ridiculous. There's a photo, but like I was happy. No, I mean it, as long as you can conquer both sides of the spectrum, you know, you get your sun, but you're mm. also still playing video games. I uh couldn't find it in myself because the balcony was like, you know, soaking up all the sun this morning before I went out to the park and I was like, Oh, I'll, maybe I'll play some some of The Witcher Three, because that's what I've. That's my my new game at the minute. I'm, I went into uh, Very nice choice to to GameStop to buy to look for something to buy because unfortunately, after all these years, GameStop is closing down at the end of this month in Ireland. It's tragic, uh, but they have a uh, good offers on some games. So I got The Witcher Three PS Five version complete edition for like under twenty quid, mm. and I've never played The Witcher Three, so it's you know it was bargain from my perspective. For me, you're already too late, and like you probably won't enjoy it as much as you should. So I, in fairness, I've done about. Five, six hours of it, the first couple of uh, quests. I in think the gameplay is... Yeah. Uh, huh? In like the White Orchard area? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, gameplay is fine. You're enjoying it? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the, I don't know if you... Did you see the PS5 version at all? No, I've heard terrible things. I, I don't. I mean, I haven't found anything wrong with it so far. I mean, it's smooth enough. The performance option is great because I, I don't bother with the ray tracing option because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it's a PS... What three, four? Early PS4 games. PS4. Early uh, PS4. Early yeah. PS4 games. So I'm like this ray tracing. It's like you know, it's just like polishing a turd. It's you know, it's not worth it. But the performance option is great. Like it r runs smooth, like really, really smooth. Uh, battle stuff is enjoy enjoyable, and the graphics are aged a little bit. But it's still not in any way that I'm like, oh, this game looks crap. I'm not playing it. It still looks very, very right. good. So well, Witcher Three was very much one of those games that like you'd boot up and then just 
pan the camera around, you know? Yeah. And do nothing. But it's there's no way it could be that game for you, you know? Uh, I mean, having played Forbidden West, it will never, nothing will ever, I'll never get that graphic like, yeah. oh my God. That but it still looks very impressive. And I'm going into it knowing that this is a game that's about like, I mean, how old was the game now? Like eight years old? Oh, nine longer, years older. Eight, eight, nine, older. Yeah. But I mean, like just the, the quality of life things that that game doesn't have, like being able to call your horse and like, mount him while you're moving like yes. you have to stop jump on him that type and, of stuff and, you can't, and you, you can't pick up anything while you're on roach as well yeah. which i noticed because the the map is it's one of those it's i'm gonna have a really hard time with this game because i'm a i'm a deviant for seeing like pop-ups on the map and like i'm gonna collect them all yep. but i got into this thing of like okay i'm gonna you know because there's loads there's loads of herbs and you know alchemy stuff that you can pick up everywhere on that mini map but I realized I had to get off Roach every single time. And I was yeah. like, ah, oh, fuck this. I'm not. So, it yes. Sucks, right? those, yeah, yep. so those things, absolutely. I, I'm definitely playing an old game. But as a man who's currently reading the Witcher books and who was okay, somewhat excited help. for The Witcher, next season of The Witcher, maybe, maybe not. Mm -hmm. um, but I like, there's a lot of media of it out there at the minute. So I'm kind of, I'm in Hook, Line, and Sinker. And just, you know, the start of it with Esmir and and uh, Geralt I was like oh yeah I can, I can get more of this world in my life and I have never experienced it you know my, my brother says nothing but amazing things about it so I'm excited but enough about The Witcher guys that's not what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about Advance Wars Reboot Camp 1 and 2 give people a little bit of a background okay this is a remastered game it's a double pack of two games that came out on the Game Boy Advance the first of being Advance Wars 1 by Intelligent Systems in January of 2002 that's what its EU release was and the other game being Advance Wars 2 Black Hole Rising again by Intelligent Systems released in the EU in October 2003 this one however Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp has been done by Way Forward and was released only what like a month ago pretty much and uh, so close to two now yeah uh, I guess we'll start off with, um, I guess, initial thoughts on, I mean, just initial thoughts, like on the gameplay, you know, picked this game. I was very excited. I played the shit out of the original ones in the Game Boy Advance. What were your guys' initial impressions of gameplay and stuff when you picked it up? Uh, initial gameplay, like I was enjoying it a lot, like, um, especially like starting with the first game, I was just easing myself in there and like, just, I mean, it's a lot brighter. It's like a very bright game and colorful. Um, I've think in comparison to maybe the first one yeah but like it was it was nice everything looked shinier and nice um and for the most part i i loved it i did it, it did really love it but i think at a certain point it did start to kind of lose its charm on me okay um but maybe that's just me i don't know what was your impressions um well advance wars is i don't know if people know what the type of game it is well it's just like a top-down turn-based kind of tactical game where you have your units and the enemy has their units and you take turns moving across the kind of two-dimensional field and you can build units and you can like deploy them move around all the different units have different strengths different weaknesses so there's like helicopters are usually good against um, tanks tanks are good against infantry and infantry are like good against capturing buildings and stuff like yeah. that you know so the gameplay is a nice loop and you can use, like, when you're moving around, not all terrain is the same. So if you move into the woods, you'll get, like, a defensive boost of, like, 20%. Or if you go up on the mountains, you can get an increased vision and you get an attack bonus. So, like, it really feels like a really tactical kind of... Um, like, just a really good tactical game in terms yep. of combat gameplay. And, like, you really feel quite smart if you, like, outmaneuver an enemy sometimes. That being said, the AI is really, really bad in this game. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that 
you know, sense of relief kind of depletes. Do you think soon. that the AI is they've pretty much taken copy and paste from the original games, or do you think it's no? Think and it's I worse? test I tested this, Darren. Oh, I'm excellent. Actually, okay, so we've got research. Yeah, in the original games, um, often the enemy would stay out of your line of sight. Like if you put a rocket unit uh, forward, then the enemy, if it had one tank, it would never move within range of your rockets. But if it had two or three tanks, it would go in within range. This is in the original. In ones. the original, because okay. it knew it could beat it. You know, like yeah. one of them would take a hit, but it would go in to destroy the rocket overall. But in this game, on one of the maps, I deployed a battleship. The enemy had three battleships, and none of the three battleships entered my range. If the, if all three of them had went in, they would have destroyed me on the next turn, because they had like three units to my one. But just having a battlefield, a battleship kept the enemy battleships at bay because it's an indirect unit and the enemy is programmed not to enter your, to your firing sense. range, which meant me with my one battleship, I was able to keep all of the enemy's battleships completely at hand's reach, you know? And that annoyed me a lot because I was able to cheese... Like, as soon as I figured that out, I was able to win through underhanded tactics, you know, through just manipulating By the AI. By knowing what the AI will and won't do. Would yeah. won't do. Whereas I should have been annihilated in that situation, but the enemy cowered and did nothing, you mm. know? Mm. So it's it's one of those cases where whatever they've they've tinkered with, I don't think they field tested it quite well. They just went, you know, let's tweak this and, and go from there. Yeah. But it can cripple the actual gameplay, like some of the changes they've done. Putting a shiny new skin over it, kind of, essentially, and, as you said, making things a little bit... Because I noticed that as well. I mean, I, again, I was like, is is this actually true, or am I just older and smarter? Because the game's almost 20 years old. Yeah. So I would have been, you know, in my early teens playing this game. And I'm like, just by the way, in my early teens playing this game, I played the absolute crap out of this game. So for those of you who haven't played it, there's a campaign mode. Uh, there's a versus mode, play with your friends. You can do that online or locally. There's a war room mode where you can go in and do all these additional maps that have nothing to do with the campaign. And all of these kind of extra modes, you'll earn coins depending on your how well you completed the mission. Um, and you can use those coins to buy different commanding officers, music, more levels, etc., etc. Um, when I played through the first two, I absolutely obliterated the campaigns and the war room. Like I had those games mm -hmm. down 100% complete. Mm -hmm. So much so that when I was playing this game 20 years later almost, uh, I was going into some of the campaign maps and the odd war room map being like, oh, I know what the strategy... Like the, my, my 13, 14 year old brain was still like, you know, that part of me was still there being like, hey, hey, Darren, put a helicopter over there and you'll get this. So mm -hmm. it's amazing that I love that game so much as a teenager that coming to it now, I was like, oh, so much of it has, has stuck with me. And I guess for me, from my perspective on the gameplay, maybe there's a nostalgia effect coming in that it probably was my all-time favorite Game Boy Advance game that was out there. Definitely the one I, I spent the most time on, for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. um, that playing through this reboot... Uh, although I don't exactly agree with all of the, um, what would you say, like the design changes, purely yeah. the aesthetic design changes, I don't yeah. agree with all of them. And I don't necessarily know if I agree with like the difficulty it sets. You get like a casual and a standard, I can't remember. There's, there's only two modes. Neither I felt were difficult enough for me now in my, mm -hmm. in my early 30s. But over like, I mean, that aside, I 100% Advance Wars won. I am almost 100% on Advanced Wars 2, and I've done a couple of war, war room levels. Fair and play I, to you, Darren. And I think, but it's, it's that thing where I, th I think it's got such a, and it, I, 
like, I mean, like intelligent systems who originally made these have gone on to make, you know, they've made loads of Fire Emblem games, which we're all big fans of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very different in terms of like they're more medieval based with like swords and magic and stuff like that. But there's something about, and it's so simple. As you said, there's, yeah. there's certain terrains, just a wood, you know, the forest, there's mountains. And a city. Cities. And the cities, your roads. And that's all it is for terrain. And there's something so satisfying about using the simplicity of it to your advantage any way you can to completely own maps. And I went through, like, there were some levels I did, especially when I was playing as Green Earth there. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm almost finished the Green Earth. Uh, we'll go into like, the, 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 the nations and, and the commanding officers. But I, I just, just finished the, the Green Earth uh, missions. And I'm now moving on to Black Hole missions in Advance Wars 2. So pretty much the end game. That's bit. exactly where I am as well. <laughs> but some of those big, um, and they, they're, they're long. And we'll, we'll get into that as well, how some of these missions could probably be considered too long. But some of those long missions, I, I mean, I went in there and I completely aced them. Like where I sat back when I finished the mission, it was like, if this is anything less than the perfect 300 points, I will be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it's the perfect 300 points. And I was like, yep, yeah, because there's, you know, it, and you can make mistakes. And like there's loads of these kind of, I suppose, quality of life things where it lets you reset turns and things like that, which I never really used too much because I liked, I was like, well, I've made a mistake here. Can I, can yeah. I fix it? Things mm-hmm. like that. I never went into that too much. But uh, overall, I thought the game was thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable mm-hmm. it's literally like, re- it's, reliving my it's because the originals are the greatest games on the the game boy advance like you said like mm-hmm. like advance wars 2 is i think the the best game on the game boy advance yeah with no exceptions like you i know? think it got a hundred percent and was it edge back in the day one of the magazines well edge going tens but i think it was a 10 out of 10 game with yeah. edge same way the, the i think they gave ten, 10 to the first one too but yeah. like that just goes to show like they only give like a, a 10 out of 10 maybe three or four times a year like and that, and that was, was sort of for a handheld game which even the Zeldas didn't get that like Ocarina you know, of Time did yeah. I know but I mean the handheld Zeldas yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. of Time would get it yeah yeah but the handheld Zelda is always seen as a step down you know? yeah so I think in terms of uh, for me the the gameplay perspective of it they haven't lost any of the I mean the AI is a bit possibly a bit weaker we think possibly difficult yeah. just to add a couple of things um, but you know, it's probably fine overall. It's probably a, a different decision. Um, like if I tried to do something else, maybe the AI would have been worse. So they've tinkered with it for a reason. So there's probably nice. some benefits. You'd have to like do major testing and that's not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to go in and, and, and try every like a level or outcome. Uh, Column the like the skins, the remastered skins, like the, the new look of it, because mm. one of the things I'd use to describe would be like shiny and squeaky yeah. i'd be kind of would be which isn't necessarily a good thing what was your impressions of the new skins to this game because um, j- just so people know out there this has gotten brand new skins uh brand new animations for the commanding officers and some voice acting on it as well which i don't believe the first two had any sort of voice acting it was all just text i barely bubbles. even call it that i yeah. mean what a few lines of dialogue per character and that's it like was and it, usually I, it's one line and then the rest is text yeah 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 <laughs> and then sometimes just make the ca- like the classic anime grunt noises for mm-hmm. certain things but so how did you feel about those those kind of i mean would you consider them upgrades downgrades? Uh, i think visually yes it is an upgrade and before today i probably wouldn't have said that but i did have a look at some old footage of the original advance wars and i was like okay yeah like it, it's still almost the exact same but it's rough you know and yeah. not as colorful so they've like visually they've improved how things look they've made the screen brighter it's kind of like what i imagine it would have been like playing the game boy advance and then playing the game on the game boy sp it just it comes out clearly yeah. it's got that backlight back, back you know? yeah <laughs> it, that's how i imagine this was um but like like when you say all the voice acting and stuff like that to be honest with you like 
bar playing the missions the campaign and all the dialogue is terrible like it's it's like they don't even voice act a lot of it there's just certain things that they voice act yeah um like all the like things with between ceos are very boring and unusual the only time there's ever good ones is like one time i think i had max and uh feckin what's his name uh max and flack they had a good back and forth yes flack's one of the enemies in number two and i was like okay this is the first one i've kind of seen that i actually didn't mind but usually it's just you know like you call him a kid and he calls you a, an oaf and the two of them are like hey don't call me that and then yeah. they settle like, the differences like and two, win the, battle. the dialogue yeah, in, in every single mission usually goes down to something like that like there's nail and lash who will have oh she called me hag oh he called me dog like there's always someone calls yeah. someone a name yeah and then that other person gets angry yeah. and that happens in almost every one of mission. the one of the interesting ones and i this is like you know this is small but i mean i guess for like lore or story building i thought it was quite neat which i didn't remember from i didn't remember from the first one but in the first advanced wars you are essentially orange star playing against all the other armies who have kind of been pitted against each other essentially by yeah. black hole mm-hmm. um and when we were playing it uh i didn't realize that grit from the blue moon army used to be an orange star with member max. Yeah, with max is. and sammy and obviously him and nell who was like the overall ceo of orange star must have had a bit of a bit of a relationship or something going on because there was a little <laughs> bit of awkwardness kind of in that first game i was like oh okay and that little bit of voice acting helped that do you know what I mean i wasn't just reading text i was like oh I, which i never noticed and maybe i didn't care as a 13 year old playing the game but i was like oh, holy you know grit's a bit of a defector who had a bit of a relationship but now i was like oh the drama looks like an episode of eastenders here <laughs> but that's like, you digging deeper than it is well, like it's how I play, yeah and that's how i play games most of the time i always kind of no you're right to play it that way like, but the yeah. game will not go further into any of that yeah you know? yeah 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 but that, that part was interesting how did you find those kind of uh, minor touch-ups uh Craig? um they're fine they're just the bare minimum i would say you mm. know i mean obviously you're gonna make the game look slightly better it was a game boy fucking 20 years ago like you know yeah. so all you have to do is give it a slight sheen and it's always going to... Sure, just the, the the coloring on the, the Switch itself might be enough to just make it look better. They may yeah. have not even touched it. You <laughs> that, know? That, that LCD screen. It has like... a built-in backlight, <laughs> like, you know? Um, but I don't understand why they went with the toy soldier look unless they would change the game and get rid of all the actors and get rid of all the dialogue and change the um, the gameplay so that it actually is people playing a game like chess yes. that they're actually playing a game in a room with each other and these are the units that was using. the most disappointing change that i found was that i didn't mind like the tanks and everything like that i think there was a, a certain kind of softness and squeakiness to them that i didn't really like but they weren't too bad but the infantry the, the soldiers infantry that looked the worst the worst yeah. and i think and I, and I don't know maybe this is 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 uh, this is just me speculating but the game was delayed for about a year based on mm. the invasion the russian invasion and that's what, what i find mad because they made them all look like toys but that wasn't enough. It still got delayed for a year, yeah. despite the fact that they tried to make it not look like real, a real war. war. Yeah, and then still it didn't delayed. work. So that those little changes were pointless because it didn't matter anyway. Yeah. The game was going to get delayed because of a war, and for and for a, a good year as well. But I mean, I'm delighted in the fact that the game still came out, and I think even the developers from uh, Way Forward were absolutely gobsmacked by how successful it was. But I think there's a lot of people like us three out there who would have played it as teenagers who would have loved the game and said hey i haven't played that in two decades you know i'll give it a go with a new new skin so but yeah that that toy soldier 
like a kiddie kind of I didn't and like I, I, looked, I looked at some screenshots before we sat down today of Advance Wars 1 and 2 and you you said it perfectly the old ones kind of look rougher mm. but that roughness was something I actually think I prefer looking mm-hmm. at the screenshots from 1 and 2 back in the early 2000s to this one now I mean this one looks great it's lots of lovely colour but there's a certain there's, it's too soft for what it is for me mm. I, I prefer that kind of rough from this yeah, that agent is I get that um, I suppose going on to, I mean, one of the, one of the fun thing about the game is that there's, there's a number of nations that you can play for and commanding officers, each one with their own superpowers and different ways to play strategy. So, I mean, I'll go through um, for the listeners, of course, who might not play this game or, or have only played a bit of it. There's, there's uh, four factions for the good side and one faction for the, for the bad side. The four factions are Orange Star, uh, Blue Moon. Yellow Comet, Gold Green Earth. Gold Comet, be careful. Oh, Gold Comet, thank you, yeah. <laughs> Gold Comet, <laughs> Green Earth. And then the enemy is just called Black, Black Hole. Hole. Yeah. Um, and there's a number of commanding officers for each. So I guess just straight off the bat, Craig, I'll go to you first. Your favorite nation and your favorite commanding officer and why? Uh, my favorite nation is easily Gold Comet. Yeah. Uh, because all three of their commanders, I think, are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I only recently... <laughs> Only yesterday, after we played that little multiplayer test, did I realize, okay, Sonya is probably the best for multiplayer, but I would never usually pick her in the campaign because there's always one uh, um, Fog of War mission per land i would yeah. say like so one in every 10 missions is fog of war like you know and they're just the best missions like they're just that extra fear factor mm-hmm. so i really enjoy sonya for that because she can see further than everyone else yeah so she can see the enemy coming and i just find that really tactical to be able to maybe maneuver around them and stuff but sensei has always been my favorite just the, the toothless old man with the the, the big gut and, and, that, and the, the, paratrooper. the paratrooper gear yeah, yeah. still on him. He's just that old wise coot, but like his power is all regards to transport helicopters and battle helicopters. And I think all his units get like a 30% boost. His battlecopters, like, and I always thought the helicopters. No, his, his, isn't his power, his first power is that. Uh, no, not his power. So he's just by default, oh, all his battlecopters yeah, have yeah, yeah. like 30% yeah. extra attack power, which you. is massive because battlecopters. If there's no anti-air units, battlecopter like air units reign supreme. Like they, yeah. even like an MD tank costs sixteen thousand, whereas a battlecopter costs nine thousand. But the battlecopter can easily go toe to toe with the M- the the MD tank, yeah. like no problem. Like and the MD tank will do little damage against it. So I really really enjoy using battlecopters like more than most because I just feel that they're one of the more overpowered type of units yeah. and Sensei really brings that to fruition and then you have Ken Bai who is just 30% attack and defense with all his units granted they're 20% more expensive but when you're playing against the AI striking first is essential yeah. and if you're striking first with 30% extra attack power their counter attack is going to do no damage because in this game if two units of 10 attack like if a unit with 10 attacks another unit with 10 and reduces his health to four then that enemy unit is only attacking with a power of four in their so it's not 10 versus 10 you know it's like when you do damage you are really weakening slash crippling that unit yeah so being able to do seven or eight damage instead of the six means that their counter attack might not even do one point of damage to your unit so i thought ken by was like the absolute powerhouse yeah. Yeah. so gold comet and and those three were like were your some choice. of my favorites yeah. and what about you colin do you have a 
Uh, I've got a couple of different ones that I like to dabble between. And in some of the missions, you actually get to choose like a couple of CEOs, maybe even a few, and combining certain people's abilities. And that is great. Yeah. But uh, I would say... By and large, I really like using... And it depends on the level, because if you're on a level where there's no buildings, then my pick is useless. But if it's a level where, you know, there's a lot of bases and helicopters and enemy territory and, like, like air bases... L- mean, lots of uh, stuff up for grabs. I like to go Sammy from Orange uh, Army. Yeah. Basically, she just, like, from a level 10, instead of... If you capture a building, instead of taking... <clears throat> excuse me. Instead of taking 10 off that 20 health of the building, Sammy's forces will do 15 off that 20. But what's useful for that is, let's say I'm in your base, Darren, and I start taking your base, uh, your headquarters. Uh, if you attack me with something and it does like four damage, then on my next turn when I capture it, I'll only get six. So I'll be down from 20 minus 16 down to four. Whereas with Sammy, she just has that little extra boost to help capture stuff. So yeah. if she still has only seven, whereas a normal person would still need to capture one more time to make up that tree dif- difference, Sammy like overcompensates each time. So like she can get in there, get a few units to start taking over bases. And even, once, even with a damaged unit, she can, yeah, she can yeah. generally get it in two and turns. Like realistically, I don't want to take their base. I want to take their factories. I want to like get in there, take shit quick, like put useless units that maybe have no fuel on top of their factories just so that like they can produce something to defend. Like but I like how to would get Sammy really benefit you with that? Because she gets involved there and starts taking the buildings faster. So if they take damage, then she's just less likely to become useless. Oh, I see the buildings around the factory. Yeah, yeah I need yeah. to take those factories immediately. Mm-hmm. If her unit dies or whatever, that's fine. But I build like a big tank or whatever I can use to counter whatever's around the me area. immediately, yeah. you know? So I like doing that with Sammy. She's my she's my gal. She, she'd be your top, would she? She'd be in my top three to five, yeah. Okay. You got any others as well? Oh, big time. Sammy? Yeah. Um, I love... I know you'll probably talk about them as well. I love... Uh, you've talked about Kenbe. Love Kenbe. But uh, I love Eagle. Eagle has mm. possibly the best superpower in the game. Um, he's like phase two. He's able to move um, all, all of his units. units. All Once you move all the units and you can't make any more moves, you use his ability. And everyone other than foot units, like, in like the soldiers infantry. and yeah. stuff, yeah, everyone other than that gets to move again. But I think that their attack power is a little bit reduced. But if you've already attacked them on that turn and you just get a little extra boost to like, as Craig said, you've already crippled that unit and taken them down from 10 to four, you're finishing the job with that second round of attacks. Yeah. And like using that tactically at the right moment, you can absolutely just fucking walk he, through people. In Advance Wars 1, he was my least favorite person to play against in terms of strategy-wise. Yeah, I, I struggled yeah. the most with him because you would do this move thinking, okay, I've settled in, right, this is perfect, without realizing that on his move, he gets his power and he can go twice which completely fucked up my strategy each and every time that happened you know like i mean you can recover from it of course the game isn't that that difficult but mm-hmm. it was always one of those things where if i wanted that perfect game he was the one i struggled most with to get that that perfect game like you know so to play against it would be tough but he's a great character yeah. and uh, a, a third one a third person uh i really enjoy playing as grit grit for the you and extra me both. Yeah. yeah for the extra range on his artillery um, like I was saying earlier about how in certain missions you get to team up with a few people. Yep. My three go-to for that particular mission was Sammy down the bottom where she can take over all the buildings. Yep. Uh, Grit on the top left where he can basically like keep off black hole forces like at bay using all the artillery. And on the far right by the airports, I had Eagle. And I was able to use like all three of their abilities, like the capturing, the extra range artillery, 
uh, and then like just the like moving twice with each the army. perfect oh, strategy. It was great. I just like I lost that mission once, but I had like three people that didn't work. I used Olaf with someone else, and I think Olaf ended up going first or second. So when he used his blizzard, he just fucked over everyone who went after him because all the movement gets reduced because even of for your ability. allies, which is just oh. like you know that's you know with, with some means, COs, you can never really use Olaf in a team up situation. Yeah. You should just discount him instantly. Yeah. He's he's yeah. he's woeful for that. Yeah. What's annoying though, as well, is he's involved in the very first team up mission in the game yes <laughs> yeah yeah him and, which, him and andy, him and andy right? yeah. yeah which annoys me so much because generally i think the map designs are very good um but when it came to the team up uh commanders it always really annoyed me that they paired andy with olaf i was like these guys like olaf is crippling andy with his movement and then later on in green earth there's a mission where suddenly sammy turns up but she has a bunch of submarines and I'm just like, why would Sammy be here with submarines? She's no infantry, no transport units. Like, she's good at capturing things. Mm-hmm. But here they put her in with a cruiser and a submarine. And I'm just like, that is an absolute waste of, of her, her abilities. potential. Yeah. Like, you know, they've just put her in for the sake of having her there. Yeah. You know? So, But that's interesting because that was, she was in to help, was it Eagle in that mission? Was that a Green Earth? Either Sam, sorry, yeah, she was either helping Eagle or Drake. Drake. I so, think it was when we had to sink the battleships, wasn't it? Like no, they're... that was one where you were fighting against Lash. I only did that one recently, yeah. and uh, there's Sammy isn't involved in that one. Um, but the interesting thing about the reason they did that, and this is why I liked playing through the first one again, is that I didn't realize there's certain kind of relationships that form. So like, there's a, a very much a mutual respect between Sammy and Eagle. Like, yeah. Eagle's very impressed by Sammy's like military prowess, and she's like, okay, this guy's pretty, you know, and like, oh, okay, okay, what's right, going on right. there? And Andy and Eagle have a have a rivalry. Uh, Grit must be Nell's ex. You know, this is like this is like a soap in itself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I eat this shit for breakfast. But I think in those situations, I think there were, and it's very fucking. I mean, it's meager at best. But I think they're putting Sammy in there to build that relationship i guess because she, she, there's no other reason for her to be there apart from her and eagles what would you say uh i wouldn't even say relationship but their little tit for tat because i quite enjoyed when i finished that mission they had a little enjoyable tit for tat like a, a respect between suppose, one another and yeah, stuff like it's, that it's crazy that they would design an entire level just for the just for bit, the... <laughs> two bits of dialogue for those two characters yeah, yeah, yeah. it just it's everything that the game's text. about yeah, so yeah. that's also the difference between one and two because in one right you're playing the game and you're orange star you're just defending yourself against blue and then randomly enough you just move over and then like green starts like getting into fights with them you're like how did this happen why are we fighting these people it yeah, never it goes into in, back, it in Advances and then, it doesn't really make sense then to gold army you go fighting again and it's kind of like oh they're saying like oh orange star are like coming here and they're doing this and that and you're just kind of like but Aaron, Aaron's I defending myself. Isn't that what I'm doing? But and it's, then it's it's funny that you because that's what I thought was funny because I'm much older now. I didn't question it at all when I was a kid, or I didn't question it once. I was just like, oh, I'm just playing a game and I'm fighting against everybody. But what's quite funny about that is you do this mission. You're trying to protect Orange Star land, like your territory. And after you've done that, you just march across just the whole going. fucking world, <laughs> yeah, like battling everybody. And each time the excuse is like, we're just passing through, we're just passing through, like. But it's like literally just like you know, you're you're, you're yeah. completing. It's like where are you going though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> Like, well, but it was. I, I think I paid a, p- a bit more attention to it, and you do hear bits where, whereby Olaf, especially in the, in the bits where you do Blue Moon, Olaf always makes these comments of being like, "Oh, he'll be most disappointed by this," and I'm like, "Oh, who's Olaf talking about?" Uh-huh. You know. Mm. And so I think they do kind of place quite early on in in that game. I didn't pick it up 
pick it up at all when I was younger playing it. But this time I kind of says, oh, they actually are setting the seeds for they there's something untoward happening here like olaf's been tricked for some reason and mm. thinks andy's a big enemy and has well, passed that word on to everybody so one of the other things is that especially at the end of one before the big bad comes out is that andy has a clone and that clone's been in, in using as like an imposter yes. and he's been attacking the other nations but what's weird is never when you are the real andy and you're like playing the game never does anyone go you were here a while ago and you blew up our cities or you fucking destroyed everything. Yeah, yeah. It's always just kind of like they're talking for the very first time and then at the end of it, they're kind of like, yeah, that little boy, uh, Andy, destroyed all of her things. Like, you had so many opportunities to talk to this person so, and never yeah, once I wouldn't, come up. I wouldn't give the game a 10 out of 10 for its delivery of the narrative. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's very much a, a kid's game. Uh, for myself, in terms of commanding officers, I'm a big, big Blue Moon fan not so much of Olaf because I think his superpower is atrocious Trash, yeah. uh, Colin is my all time favourite character I am thank you <laughs> Colin okay uh, I love you too Colin I'm shocked Colin. he didn't name Colin I thought he'd just throw it in there just, just for fun oh, I'm in the game. no Colin uh, from Blue Moon is great so his uh, his natural ability never mind his superpowers his natural ability is that in opposition to Kanbei all of his units are a lot cheaper, but so uh, so are his like the power fire of his units. The firepower is a lot weaker. Do you know the reason behind his power? Like if you read his yeah, yeah. his parents are like super his wealthy. His parents are super rich, so they get stuff cheap. Yeah, yeah. And like that is awful. Yeah. <laughs> Classic system, like you know. I like that little nod to it. But yeah, so um, big fan of him because I like you know, especially when I was doing War Room. I'd love. I wish I still had my Game Boy Advance with like the. Advance Wars 2 cartridge was a save file because if you could go onto it and scroll down my war room of all the other missions all of them were done by Colin every mission nice. even even if it wasn't to his strategy every mission was done by Colin because uh, I found that by having units that were so much cheaper to buy it was just power by it was numbers. almost like a head start yeah. because you know yeah. on a lot of those missions you know you're trying to build an APC or as many infantry as you can to like get those bases so those first few turns are essential on some of the maps yeah. so if you can deploy 20 percent more troops than everyone else within a you couple of terms you've gone a lot yeah. further than everyone else so it, and it that's paid. a nice element of the strategy behind it because depending on the level and depending on what ceo you've picked like if you pick colin when you need a, a defensive choke point on a level you're just, fucked <laughs> he just like, in terms of he, he doesn't have the defense capabilities to like go head to head with most other people yeah. so like if you ever have the choice and in this level like um like maybe if it's not a direct him mission but if it's a level whereby it's like somebody has to hold down the four here while an alternative force does this survive 10 days that's his very days. first mission is exactly that like but yeah. like he is so hard to like control that because other enemies just wreck him so unless he yeah. gets that first hit in he's almost doomed yeah whereas like if you want like a defensive point we talked about Kanbe, but like he will absolutely like hands down keep you safe no matter what and we, in the very odd chance that combat Kambe and colin go head to head darren <laughs> what do you think would happen well colin we put it to the test <laughs> and i got wrecked <laughs> so he um, we'll talk about the multiplayer in, in a second but you and me tried a quick multiplayer level while we we're waiting for craig to to, to come over and yeah. and we gave it a bash and you picked like one of your favorites who's Kanbei, who's super strong and everything's more expensive and i was like haha the perfect counter to his expensive Kanbei is my cheap colin and then we did the mission and you absolutely but in fairness i mean as soon as i took a look at the map i was like well when you only have five or six bases there is no your 20 percent means nothing yeah. because like the moment he gets that one more base than exactly me. what you can yeah. each turn yeah. yeah so uh so see he'd be my my favorite from and especially because i think i quite enjoyed like the young book 
the little story of Blue Moon and, and Olaf doesn't think he's capable and Grit's like, no, nah, Keej, you got yeah. this. Uh, so he'd be my absolute top favourite. Behind him would be Grit and I didn't like Grit at all when I first played through the games. Wasn't a big fan of him, but love Grit. Like that that long range ability that he has has been so helpful. There was a mission in mm-hmm. Advance Wars 2 that if had I, and I was lucky in terms of even the order that I picked him in, I didn't know. It's one downside to not being able to see the map, I think, beforehand to make a yeah. decision of who goes where because somebody's just the, to That's a thing you could do in the originals. So that's, yeah, so here like we go. Like, on the map, selection screen it just showed the map in more detail yeah and uh, so you did have that which is crazy to me that, that they that they dropped that now. but i got really lucky in that there's one mission where you have to and one of the things is that black hole army and number two of lots of super weapons and the only way to destroy them is by destroying a, a weakened part or a seal in a the pipe, pipe. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 or and the there, factory itself yeah and there's there was this mission where i i picked grit just as my first person i was like maybe you know the long range might help here and he was over on an island to the top left and he had to cross a big bridge over and then there's one spot where if i was anybody else but long range and rockets i'd be one distance short of being able to hit the pipe which meant that anybody else would have had to march right up towards the pipe and it's a real choking is point. this the final mission for gold comet uh, I think it possibly might I be. think it is, yeah, yeah, just because of that exact and scenario. It, yeah, and you have, like, Canbay down the bottom just kind of trying to march his way up. But it was amazing because I, I... No, I think I didn't get it. I got an A rank because my power was so low because I finished that mission so quickly. But I was able to march him up and protect a rocket with just, a, like, a tank. Because all you had up there was, like, mechs or infantry. It was very early on in the game. Mm-hmm. And Grit's extra distance for his long range i destroyed the pipe and i think i finished that thing in like six or seven days like crazy quick level mm. and for that i was like it's almost like the game is broken like he can break the game for certain things mm-hmm. like that where his range is almost too powerful but i think he would be i picked colin and that was a mistake when we did our multiplayer level but i think if we would ever try it again and we'll talk about why we probably might not ever try it again mm. uh i'd love to play as grit because i think hiding in the trees in the fog of war with that extra oh, range yeah. oh like that's his first mission yeah. is like a defensive kind of woods area yeah. and like the enemy has about 20 md tanks 10 neo tanks and all you have is a few rockets and artillery and you fucking nuke them like yeah. you know it's like, so so satisfying, it's so satisfying yeah. because he has that extra range and, it's, and even defensive even heavy. that idea that like when you're playing normally it's like oh but i know where the rocket is so i'm gonna move a rocket that's just in range of his rocket and i'll put a recon there so i can see their rocket and then i'll blow it up with grit you will always be one short. Like you have to come into my range in order to have a chance to hit me. And I love that about him. It's like yeah. if, if if it's if it's that battle in the fog of war and you think you've got the distance, you never do because mm-hmm. Grit's got there. So he'd be up there, and then uh, it doesn't really work for Advance Wars two because they kind of nerfed him a little bit. But the Advance Wars one max is crazy he's powerful. Broken, like yeah. <laughs> he ruined that game. To be honest, like <laughs> so strong. He's plus sixty percent attack power just because. I guess when they were designing the game, they thought anti-air or uh, uh, indirect units were more OP than they are. They yeah. thought people would just dominate with those, but they didn't. Like you know, and like an MD tank with an extra sixty percent attack power can one shot anything. Because it was the most satisfying thing that I was running through levels playing as Max in the campaign, and I'd match like an MD tank up against one of their tanks, and it would be like, "What's the chance of success here?" And it's like one hundred and thirty-two percent, like you know, crazy numbers. So you absolutely walked over. So I'd pick him because he made the levels that I picked him in in Advance Wars One. He made the levels like the easiest thing in the world. So I think I'd probably have those three. Uh, a good bonus shout out to Nell, whose powers are incredible. It's, it's she's what are like, her powers actually? I never got her. So she's Lady Look. Why so, would you like that as a power? Because it's, because it's it, I hate not knowing if I'm gonna kill someone, you know. But leaving it's, it to look, I'm yeah. Like, no, I want the exact numbers, but so I know it's by the, 
finish him off. It's the amount that she can do. So her normal power is like up to 60% extra damage. And they'll have, mm-hmm. you know, 20% It's like a defense. dice roll. It could be any number. Yeah, up know? to 30%. Up or down. Up or down. Oh. Are you sure it's not no, just No, sorry. No, it's on just her up. power, it's up. It's just... it's so zero to 60 on our normal turn. power but her so, superpower is 0 to 100% extra damage so you can go up to something and like do double damage potentially mm-hmm. so in the few games that I played with her I would be like oh I, I need to stop this medium tank or this neo tank from getting down to me so I'll march this MD tank to protect my rocket and I'll just attack and, and, and see if I can hold it off and I blow it up with hers because it was just like oh there's a 200% coming know, in yeah. that was so satisfying sometimes that you get those extra wins and is that for an entire turn or just for like one attack every time? single time turn. someone uh, attacks it's like a dice roll that determining what their extra buff will be so if he got 200% on the first attack yeah. it will be something random again the second time and then what happens if so you've used it on your turn you've attacked everybody your ter- turn ends but that dice roll ability usually st- carries over maybe not the dice roll but if you're like like so her counter boost. her counter is can be twice as powerful it can as well yeah. that's very sure good, okay. yeah because it's she's still it's just some power so any of their oh. attacks can have damage up to 200 yeah. i was gonna so say was, that other people get defensive boosts that do, carry yeah. over for their turn so would she get that yeah i think because i think she's just her power of her units are just uh increased well randomly increased yeah. but uh, it was so satisfying to get her because she was in order to get her you have to have 100 complete advance wars one and it was one of those things where i was playing through the game and again the memory of coming back i was like what's the point of me doing all these levels again because i was like oh, I, I have finished events once more. do i need to go back and do these things and i was like oh nell and i remembered yeah. straight away oh. lady luck and her bonus powers I was like, i'm absolutely going to have her on the you know on the team and that's who and we'll get to it now it's one of our next uh, topics coming up in the multiplayer was that when we did our multiplayer level i did attempt to play it as nell just to see if i could ever get like the upper hand on you guys because that that like you know double damage essentially would be insanely good when you can get it um but moving on from like i mean the nations the COs. so you got anything i was just going to quickly say yeah um how would you feel about real sorry how would you feel about really quickly just going through each kind of army and the COs in it because we kind of we've talked about our favorite but we never talked about any of the individual ones if you get me i'm not saying we talk about them we'll give them a little highlight little mention so like (laughs) from orange star i'll take andy Oh, uh, I would probably go. I'd I'd go Sammy, and then Craig, you're stuck with Max. <laughs> it's not not a bad one if it's Events Wars one. I would never. Play I'm not it. saying <laughs> you I have do to not pick like these Max people at all, because like, indirect units I find are very tactical. Yes, and his are useless. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just saying that like that's what you are. You don't actually have to no, choose playing, them as your favorite <laughs> character in the game. Because I would have gone Sammy. I don't know why I said Andy in hindsight. I would, <laughs> had you not have said uh, if you hadn't said Andy, I would have said Andy. I was I was like you literally I, just said Sammy was your favorite. And then yeah, you went to right. Sammy and Andy. Yeah. Why would you even play this? Because I want to go for. I just want to give everyone a name. Now we've talked about those three, but then Blue Moon, you have Olaf, Grish, and Colin. you have Colin. That's mm-hmm. some of your boys. Green Army, we didn't talk about Jess. She's the new addition. Jess brief- or Drake, yeah. Yeah, Drake, we talked about briefly. He's got the battleships. There, I'm not a mad fan of Drake. In his missions, I wasn't like. This is a fun mission. I was going mm-hmm. kind of like, I, oh. I, I like the missions that really push uh, the commander's power and the commander's playstyle. Yeah. And I thought Drake's was good because his tsunami like cut their fuel in half. And you you would actually see because the level was so long, a lot of the enemy units would trying to get to you would just stop yeah. because yeah. they'd run out of fuel. And if they and stop like, that's a really in the water, cool... they drown, which is also very fun, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it happens to you all the time as well. But the problem with Drake there in that situation is he's very useful on that one mission where there's a lot of water like if you're on the yep. standard map and that's your ability you're just like 
that doesn't but no, do much you can, for me, like, no? For me, like, I was on missions where I had Drake, and then I was noticing that like, if the enemy went past this point, there's no more cities between me and him. So when I did go to attack and I had a couple of bomber planes, the only thing I bombed were his APCs. And then I won. Because mm-hmm. he couldn't move. Because he couldn't yeah. uh, replenish Re- his oh, forces. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, that felt amazing to just cripple him by yeah. taking out two APC units and that's it. And, that, and that's like, you know, that, that's the satisfying thing about playing that, this game is that when you know what the commanding officer's powers are, playing that to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Is, and the game kind of encourages you to do that based yeah. on the level mm-hmm. design, like, which is very Could good. I just talk about like a mission I just did today? Because I was like, yeah, I've been playing so much Zelda, but I want to give myself a refresh. And I was like, oh, I'll turn on the next mission. And I was delighted it was a sensei mission. And, and him being my favorite character, I was like, all right, shit, the enemy has like 10 times the amount of soldiers I do. How am I going to do this? I'm just like, okay, it's giving me a lot of copters. I'm splitting two. My forces are on a divide. And I need to break a bunch of pipes just to kind of reunite my forces. Um, but ultimately, I'm getting kind of overwhelmed here. But I have a bunch of cities up there by themselves and there's no enemy infantry at all so those cities are safe so i guess i'm getting more money than i would and i was like how am i gonna win this what's gonna happen and then i got my superpower and i went oh yes all the and sensei superpower deploys paratroopers into all your own cities Mm -hmm. so suddenly i had the enemy completely flanked because all my cities were still over on their side yeah and i just sent my mech units to just annihilate them from behind and i went that's how I was supposed to win. Like, you yeah. know, and like I was scratching my head for ages thinking, what am I going to do? But as soon as that superpower hit, I turned the table instantly yeah. on the entire battle. Like, I know it, that exact mission you're talking about and I fucking loved it. I didn't know much about Sensei. Like I remember them, but I couldn't remember his special. Mm-hmm. And like his first special is that infantry units come. I remember just looking at that and being like, oh, that's pretty shit. Like, what am I going to do with a load of infantry units in my own cities? Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the other one and it was like, mechs. So I was like, that's... Uh in this level, that's very good. Yeah. I have like 12 cities here and they're all and like... the mechs can do like, you know, especially with those pipelines, it's usually 30-something percent damage. They well, to a pipe only 18. They I did still, that today. Oh, <laughs> like okay. mechs, like I like using Sammy because her mechs have extra range, they have yeah. extra damage. Her mech, tr- or mech troops in general, if they attack a tank, like they're not going to win if they're getting it countered. But if they attack it directly, they'll take like six or seven damage off it sometimes. Yeah, you know, like they yeah. can do a lot of damage. Now, mechs are ridiculously overpowered they just can only move two spaces yeah. not and with sammy no that's with sammy only on her power can they move three yeah but then with her second power she gets to move them extra two yeah i know but like a plus <laughs> two on your superpower i'd rather move all my units again like mm, eagle yeah you know? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, that's, that's crap overall so the interesting thing is you you were talking about drake and jess i'd say the green earth army is probably the most balanced because they literally have they, someone yeah. who has powerful ground units someone who's got powerful naval navy units and someone who's got a powerful Green Air Earth Force. are the most perfectly balanced yes. team. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> I don't remember Jess's specific powers. I did play as a couple of levels with her. I wasn't mad on her, but I have to say, like, she's basically just Max. So she's green she, she, she's a she's a, a max who's not as strong as max but her the, the movement so if you use her like superpower me and max combo well yeah so her her movement for her units i think she all of your all of your tanks your direct combat units get a plus two movement Ooh. and i did a level with her recently and i was trying to like catch up i was like oh, i've got a lot of units in here and i and i need to get them up there and and i can maybe like push on and and, and, and yeah. win this level i did the superpower not realizing that that's the the extra two movement was there and all of a sudden all of my units were 
firing range of this battle, this foray that was going on just a little bit north. And I was like, Cause she's just like, she is class as well. Yeah. But the three of them together, like how anybody could burst into the Green Earth's uh, land and beat them, I don't know. Because like with, you know, Gold Comet, you've got Kanbei, who is all over the place, has zero strategy. His daughter has to keep talking him down. This is crazy, yeah. Sensei, who's a crackpot. And Sonya, who's not really experienced. In Blue Moon, <clears throat> you've got Olaf, who is, a, he's kind of a different kind of... Um, narcissist to Canbay in that like Olaf thinks he can do no wrong mm-hmm. Ritz feckin' so lazy and Colin's a child <laughs> like it's like how can they do it and he's well? a child too you know? but Green Earth they do feel like a balanced team yes. of like CEOs who are all veterans like, exactly yeah. yeah whereas every every other team seems to have like a child like a kid a newbie or whatever if it was real life war you'd pick Green Earth every time oh yeah, 100% like, like, yeah, everyone yeah. else is just kids like yeah. and, messy and, silly. and yeah. then of course we've got Black Hole we haven't mm. talked about the, those CEOs so the Black um, Hole army we've got uh, you've got Let's go with Flack first because yeah. you see him first, followed by Lash. it's either Ad- oh Lash. Okay, I was going to go with the third one then, and that's Adder, and then finally you have Hawk. Yes, who I always got mixed up with the Green Earth Eagle. I was always calling him a Hawk. But and they were looking like, what are that, you talking about? That was a good development because as you play through the game, Andy and Eagle have that rivalry in the first game, and then Eagle and Hawk seem to have this cool like whose air force is stronger kind of rivalry in Advance Wars 2 yeah. that I quite like. And I don't like the other abilities, especially when you're fighting against them. They don't have anything that's overly good. Like they use Sidewinder and all this, but your man Hawk, his ability is, it's very annoying. He'll just do like minus two damage to everybody and massively yeah. increase his own damage power. Yeah. Those type of powers are very irritating yeah. because they're just so undeserved. He's just crippled all of your units yeah. for free. You know, yeah. and you're like and that. Then the extra attack power off a like a troop that only has eight health. You're just like fuck. And the problem with this game is 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 that if you can stick with the level long enough, especially if it's one where you've got factories, you're going to win. The problem with superpower is like the one Hawk has where it takes two HP off your units mm-hmm. it's just prolonging the yeah. inevitable but granted like his superpower does like not all superpowers are created equally like um, uh, like Sammy's because hers isn't that powerful she actually gets hers a lot faster than say uh, Eagle would so I think it only takes five or six stars to get Sammy's superpower yeah. whereas Eagle's takes nine yeah. so you know they've balanced it that way to try and you know slow it down yeah. but I always found that like powers should be a way of like because the enemy outnumber you all the time. In almost every mission, they mm-hmm. hugely yeah. outnumber you. So it should really be a case of you use your power to turn the odds. But because of the way powers are, the more damage you sustain, the more you power up. The enemy uses their superpower maybe six, seven times in the battle, whereas you only use it maybe twice. Yeah. You know, So it really benefits the enemy more than it ever benefits you. And I think that was a missed opportunity because... It really feels like the power should your should be your way of turning the tide and not the other way around. Well, I mean, I think I'd probably disagree with that in the sense that the game was so... I mean, I, I had it on the... Because there was casual, which is the, I guess, the easier difficulty mm-hmm. and then standard. I can't remember what the standard But you unlock was. hard mode when you beat the game. Yeah, you? but I mean, I'd hopefully hard is harder, but I, I played it true on the standard mode, like the hardest one I could pick from the get-go mm-hmm. and it was so easy. The idea that I would get loads of superpowers on top of what I thought was a very easy game already was probably too much. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. in the hard mode that would be understandable. But in Advance Wars 1, the game is almost designed for you to win. Like in, in Advance Wars 1, in the first 15 missions, we, on turn 1, you can always pretty much beat the enemy. You know, mm. there's always a... Your unit is exactly three spaces away and he can move three spaces to attack that said unit. Yeah, so yeah. the game is like, you have no other choice but to do 
the obvious, you know, so there's no real tactical way it's, around it. It's it's a really nice, actually, because now that I'm almost finished two and I 100%ed one, it's a real nice kind of, when you've played through the, the, the games as in their totality the whole way through, it's a, it's a lovely curve in terms of my first few battles in Advance Wars 1 are this very much hand-holding. All my units can move into the exact positions they need to get the upper hand. <laughs> and then by your last couple of missions in Advance Wars 2, it's like, here's loads of units, here's loads of bases. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. And I like that. Like, I like that. Like, I've been playing this game now for long enough that they're like, okay, pick your COs, whoever you think. Here's loads of bases, <clears> loads <throat> of random units, and good luck finishing this mission. And I like <laughs> that how... Because even at the end of Advance Wars 1, they're still kind of holding your hand. Yeah. But it's almost as if the whole... You know, I don't know what their plan was back, you know, 20 years ago. But it's almost as if they knew there was going to be an Advance Wars 2 and this was going to be, a, you know... Oh, a, well, a the, the game case. came out only a year later. Yeah, like, so it, was it was almost a back-to-back. Yeah. yeah. But you can tell because... Like, if there's a level creator in Advance Wars 1, then you already have the tools to make Advance Wars 2, you yeah. know? Like, because all they've done is add one unit. So, other than, okay, how can a programmer edit so that we can have a dialogue box appear at the bottom of the screen and someone's name say something? Very That's all they have to figure out to yeah. make a campaign. Very disappointing, because actually, before, I didn't actually put this down. Well, level design, we, we can talk about it now before we go into multiplayer real quick. But I don't know if you guys um, played around with the, the, the level creator. Uh, to make your own maps but i made one or two maps for us to maybe try on our multiplayer session and it's quite disappointing in that you play some of the campaign uh, missions on these vast levels they're huge mm -hmm. and the level design you only get one size of map to work on and it's very is very it one small size? Yeah. i thought it was 30 by 15 which if, is if it is big it's only the one size. You 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 don't get to pick like small, medium, or large oh, thing. No. So, so yeah. I, like in the two that I showed you, I was like, I was quite. Oh, impressed. that was the biggest one. That's the oh, biggest one, shoot. and that's yeah. tiny. Like when you yeah. see it like that, it's really really small. Yeah. So I think you know, in the uh, this is a cri real criticism I'd have, considering that they're now using the power of the Switch compared to the power of the Game Boy Advance. You absolutely could have given us a small, medium, or large map to create really kind of intricate, intense multiplayer maps ourselves because you look at mario maker and all those kind of things people love that shit people love getting involved and, and making incredibly yeah. intricate well-balanced uh, levels and share them online but yeah. the, that was a misopportunity they never went that it's that. probably because those mario missions can be finished in about 60 seconds whereas the bigger the map you're adding an extra 10 20 turns maybe that's an extra hour yeah of gameplay, on the gameplay on the but just to be just to be able to because the ones I mean, I tried to put three of us on a map and one that I did, and I, you know, I, I thought I had it perfectly balanced. It was quite small, and I kind of thought, Fuck, like, I mean, if you want to do a four-player person, where am I putting the fourth person on this map? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's it's almost like they're the level designs that you do are should only really be for a one v one, which is disappointing because I'd like to make these big fuck off maps with loads yeah. of units, okay. whatever else. And um, but we'll move, move on to multiplayer before we kind of do our little re review and and improvements we make on the game and before we finish up. So. We said we'd give this multiplayer a shot uh, before we came to this episode. And over the weekend, we met up and sat down to to play multiplayer and to play it. Um, interestingly enough, we tried to do it with a LAN, a local play, on multiple switches at first, which is the versus mode. And we went, Colm Yumi went, because it was a lovely sunny day, so we decided to step out onto the balcony to see if we could just play out in the sun. And those 15 steps away disconnected us mm -hmm. from Craig, which I think is so I, I, like a disaster that and i kind of thought well okay fine maybe local play so let's move on to online play so we you don't have to worry about the distance that we walk and i think online play you can only challenge up to one friend at a time which yep. means it's a it's a 1v1 so 
from that aspect of alone before we get into so the they fight. hit us twice yeah yeah, yeah really bad so um, and then so we eventually got one going after a couple of tries we got a, a local party going uh, I had picked Nell uh, Column you were playing as Sammy at that stage yeah, yeah. and, and you I picked... had gone as Andy because I hadn't unlocked <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah I hadn't bought the COs um, and we put Fog of War on which I think is the only way you should play it as a, multi- a multiplayer and mm-hmm. before we get into our negatives that hour and a bit or whatever it was that we played it was is very fun. so yeah. enjoyable. I mean, we, we only got to maybe turn 12 or whatever, and we were trying to go fast, so it would have slowed down eventually. But there was a, a, a massive sense of like dread and like looking over at each other, seeing what the other people are doing. Because now the, I think the idea of a three-way battle was so cool because you couldn't go just one way the balance you were is all worried wrong. about what's going on. Yeah, the balance is all over the place. Yeah. So you don't know where to push too many units into one direction and leave yourself vulnerable on the other and because you can't see where they are what they're doing you've just no idea what's back there (laughs) it's so intense as well sometimes because when you are waiting for your turn to come back around you can hear like you can the campaign you can hear i could hear you guys moving around certain units Mm -hmm. so i could hear like the blades of a chopper and i was like oh shit it's craig it's a a lovely touch as well because it does Created a, a, reinforced attention. that sense of dread where you're like, oh man, is that an MD tank? Oh, two MD tanks? <laughs> I was like, I'm in serious <laughs> you know? trouble. And I never picked it up, but I I was, I thought I was singing. Uh, there was an island with an airport in a couple of cities and I had covered you from it, Craig. I was like, no, you can't get here. I destroyed you. Yeah, so I flew you. over and it, hit a trap. It, it, it hit trap because I ran into one of your units yeah. and that cancels my movement, which meant on your next turn, you I just destroyed you. Yeah. And I kind of thought, okay. And I moved a couple of battlecopters in around to protect this island because I was like, okay, I've beaten off the, the I own this this thing and I was just be you know I was like battle coppers are really effective I just yeah. destroyed Craig can I great. tell my little story then of how I got you yeah go for <laughs> in it in that situation so Darren had moved his battle co- uh, copies across the water intending to just kind of attack some of my units now i had an infantry unit on top of a mountain which it greatly increases their field of view mm-hmm. so i could see Darren's battle copter but i wanted to get him with an anti air unit but my anti air unit was completely out of range but Darren was like talking to me or whatever. So because you can see the, the enemy uh, units being moved around and you can hear them and all that type of stuff, I was thinking, damn, if I move my anti-air unit closer to Darren, he's just going to see it and then not, not move forward on his next turn. So I purposefully uh, put my controller down and so I started talking to Darren. And while Darren was making eye contact with me, I moved my unit into the bushes which he would have seen on his screen if he had been looking at his screen at that exact second. But I engaged him in conversation, moved the unit, and then ended my turn. (laughs) Dirty tactics, Craig. I I felt amazing because on his next turn, he moved the unit right over beside the bush. And my anti-air unit was like, hello. Yeah, it just (laughs) destroyed me. So like that happened to me at at first. And then I was like, oh, well, at least I got all these other battle helicopters and this this island is safe. And, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of uh, funds to use at the start. So I was a battlecopter here and there. And then I hadn't really engaged you at all, Colm, in that fight I, just yet. We, we'd come across two infantries maybe at the top of our screen. Um, maybe at that stage. So right at the start of that level, yeah, I branched out. So I went, like I had a center point of the level. You had the top left. Craig had the bottom kind of left as well. Bottom left, yeah. Uh, and I was just kind of mid. But what I had was like the ability to use my transport copters to get... First, I went up your way, Darren, took the outskirts of your little island. Yeah. Then while that guy was capturing shit, I brought the helicopter back down, picked someone else up on the way and sent them down to Craig's island. 
like uh, on his far outskirts so i started capturing shit and working my way towards you yeah so by the time you encountered me i'd already captured everything behind me yeah oh, I could Zarin, yeah because yeah. you went for that center island because i thought which belongs to no one yeah so it's kind of like whoever controls that island could kind of control but, the map but i but you hadn't yet secured your own island no, but first. I, no but this is the thing i thought i had this is what killed me i thought I, so i had captured all the three cities and the airport in the sun and i was like hell yeah i've got an airport that's in like fucking such close range to both your HQs I mean this is going to be great mm-hmm. and out of nowhere Column takes this and I don't know how long you were fucking saving up for this <laughs> but it never once crossed my mind I had like four or five battle coppers just hovering around this island and being like no one can touch me and then I hear that like that <laughs> whoosh of a fighter jet arriving in amongst and you wrecked all of my units and that's what I mean like this was this was so much fun and there was me thinking I was probably if I had to put like a first second third I probably said well, maybe I'm winning right now and Columns in second I and definitely in was in the lead what are you talking but about but in terms of so this is from what I could see do you know, okay. that's what I love about the Fog of yeah. War in my head I was like oh I've got the center island I'm not too worried about the north Craig seems to be fighting Column down <laughs> south I'm in a strong position and it's well funny. I have no idea what happened in your battles but let me give you a recap of theirs you took out my uh, transport copter yeah. 5,000 and an infantry unit worth 1,000. That's yeah. 6,000 damage you've done to me, uh, Darren. Yeah. I took out one of your battlecopters <laughs> worth 9,000. So I'm ahead of you. I'm a column in there too, little scuffles. I took out two of his infantry units and he destroyed none of my units. So I am in the lead in both situations against you, Darren, and against you, Kyle. But you see, so you no. were you were you were fighting on that's what I mean, you were fighting on two fronts. So mm-hmm. you could never really so like the thing about it was I had no interest in fighting column. So I had a number of units to bring down to your area to take that little airport stuff that you had on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you were fighting on two fronts. So I know what you're thinking. I we all thought we were winning, Craig, but I'll tell you I I know, but on a sheer numbers perspective, I am winning. <laughs> Yes, for 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 talking about funds, math, mathematically. Yes, yes. but uh, you bringing over the fighter jet column completely ruined all of my strategy. <laughs> I was dead, <laughs> and the saddest thing was that this was so enjoyable and so much fun that the very next turn, column just disconnected. Yeah, and that was it. And because there's we're no, not even connected to the internet. No, it's, it's local. A local. So you wireless. can't blame a dip in the internet. It, it's all local. And the most disappointing thing about that was that you cannot save mid-game. There's no automatic save that you can return to. You just disappeared from the map column. All your units got destroyed. And the game expected me and Craig to continue on the battle. And that is such, uh, for me, with, with the potential that Advance Wars has as a mm-hmm. multiplayer game, that is such an unforgivable thing not to have working. Big time perfectly like yeah. that was the mo- like i enjoyed playing i skipped advance wars one just because i played the hell out of it but even though i loved all the admissions in advance wars two that was the most fun i've had playing the game just yeah. the three of us in that one map mm-hmm. that excitement like i didn't have that playing the normal game yeah and i really wanted to see it true yeah you know? can i also just say as well because we're on the like the topic this is a nintendo game right this is like a first party game and second party. second party second, with nintendo, but they're yeah. owned by nintendo aren't they that yeah, that, yeah studio so like they made this game and then you have companies like Capcom out there who are doing multiplayer games on like Switch and stuff like that. What with Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Rise. And if I'm playing Monster Hunter Rise with you or you or you and we have four people in a party, if you drop out, it's not a big deal. It's like if you can get back there quickly enough you can get back into the same group as your friends that you just lost. Yeah, like, I mean, the games, the, the game has designed the multiplayer in such a way that if there is a connectivity issue from any single person, it's not the end of the world. If there's enough time left on the mission, you can go back into the, the hub, you can rejoin, take a bit of Reload, loading time. Reload, like yeah. a save, anything like that. So, so like, has, for, this I has see nothing. what you're saying, though. It would have been very easy for them to just, if one player goes down, it instantly switches over to an AI on 
and then if that player can reconnect, he replaces the AI. And, and that seems like a very easy thing to very do. Easy. But what would be even easier is that two people who didn't get booted can just sit and wait for you. You know, like yeah. it's not like you're mid fight against the monster. They only need or to even, wait a few seconds. Even if that's too complicated, have the game save after every single turn. Yes. On, on the options menu, just do a load back in, invite the people back in and go from there. But we checked every possible option and there was no way for us to go back to yeah. that and, and especially in the such game such a bitter it. taste in the mouth that like yeah. i actually like i was enjoying a, a lot and even now it's kind of like at the beginning of the podcast i was like i don't know if i can talk about this game in a positive light i've just been burnt recently so bad by it that like i don't want to play i just want to play zelda I'm, I'm done with this shit yeah yeah and i can i can totally get i mean i i still love the the one player game so much that i i, yes, I, I want that to complete that i want to get 100 percent on that mm -hmm. but the potential the potential fun like yeah. if you were if you were on a trip somewhere like because yeah. you did a local play if you were on the, on a flight you were going on holidays together like hey guys do you want to do a quick car, you know? yeah 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 and but it's so again it's that classic nintendo connectivity the nintendo online that doesn't work amazingly well maybe or just that this game's online was pretty designed it's and especially because the game in its simplicity it's 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 up there with one of the more more simple games there's nothing it's too very very simple yeah. yeah so it's unforgivable to me that the online or local play mm. is that like to, that to, bad to the think, online is bad too you can only have one, one other person and it's crazy because i i set up set up a room and this is what i couldn't understand it's like it's almost like it was teasing me i set up a room to uh pick a map and invite you guys to the game and it says invite players invite your friends and it brought me to a menu where there was up to eight positions to be filled. I'm assuming with your friends. And I saw your dog tag, Craig. And I saw your dog tag, column. And I said, excellent. I'm just going to highlight both these people and click add to game or whatever. Yeah. And the moment I selected one dog tag, it was like, start a game with Craig. And that's it. I couldn't invite column. And I kind of thought, insane, right? how could this not be for more than just two people? Yeah. Because it's because so simple. Yeah. It's very lazy development. Intelligent systems did not uh, do the remake. That's... For me, yeah. That's the reason, but like, yeah. so one thing, like, and like, we're moving in toward maybe these kinds of criticisms as well. Like, there's little things about the game that, on an emulator, I w would enjoy this game more. Like, I every time yeah. I play this in the past on an emulator, having the ability to just triple time speed. Yeah. Because like, look, in the first game, granted, I think the first game has a nice pace to it because yes. most of the missions are self-contained within up to about 10 to 12 days and that's the end of it whereas yeah. in the second game you can fight for like two months you could you oh my god it's outrageous you could be fighting against black hole army and they have factories and like sit uh, no is it factories oh they have like they've got like weapons. build your own troops you build your own troops in factories like in factories but they have like special factories where they can produce Bruce troops X. and move them yeah, yeah. in the I same think you just said base so yeah, yeah. No, just say the base there so they're they're building things that can't like move that turn but then they have things coming out of factories that can move that turn then they're moving all their infantry towards you they're capturing shit they're attacking stuff every single one of these has an animation and you can skip them like you can turn them off directly or when an animation begins you can press or one and it will speed up that animation yeah but then the second the animation ends it goes right back to the slowest possible pace for every unit to start walking and all mm. and it's just so like like when you're playing a level where there's like 50 enemies and you have to wait for every single one of them to pass your turn it's just mind-blowing that they didn't have like an extra speed top up for me like quality of life improvement yeah. number one like. so i guess we're kind of on the we'll talk about improvements that we make to the game seeing as that's what we've kind of stepped on to so i mean you you would kind of say there's emulators who have done the 
the pacing better than the game that it's, we got essentially it's just that it's such a slow game and like i said with the first one it's better paced because there's not as much enemies there's not as much like you know the levels aren't massive exactly. the mission in 15 but, 20 minutes maybe but yeah. like the last few missions in black hole like you're talking about like a minimum of 40 minutes and then if halfway through that you make a mistake or you lose you just going back on yourself and granted going back on yourself knowing how the level is going to play out you'll probably win the Do second better. time yeah but you could be about 30 minutes in before something happens that fucks you over and you're like oh my god that's so much time that i have yeah. to go back yeah. through and we're all whereas i never minded that when i was younger when yeah. i was 13 14 i definitely have a problem with that in my 30s now i've got yeah. way too much to do in my life yeah. to fucking having two hours to play one mission of advanced wars is like oh you just don't have it much, much you know yeah. so so pacing would be an issue and uh, multiplayer would obviously fix everything oh, about yeah. multiplayer that'd be uh, and i suppose the other thing i kind of other improvements i would make to the game would just be it's it's design i think it's too kitty like i would always like to return it to that like kind of rougher especially just infantry i know it sounds like such a mundane thing but the infantry and the mech units how they look really bothered me in this game really really bothered me in this yeah. game they were shiny and like i use the word squeaky i don't know why but i feel like if i <laughs> held one of these units in my hands they would squeak in terms of squeaky how you'd toys. yeah squeaky toys or whatever so they as a design thing i didn't agree with all of their choices i think it looks very bright and vibrant which is great but i think some of the design choices were and i don't know if the design choices for those infantry and things like that were to dumb it down based on the invasion and why they had to delay the game and everything like that but even still it's too too squeaky any any other improvements you'd add to us craig do you think? um i would leave the campaign as it was which is fine but they could very easily have just added extra units just for the sake of the war rooms and stuff like that because there's just so much potential to have, say, a medic who maybe costs 2,000 but does 20% less damage but can heal a unit by two. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe have um, a sniper uh, unit or an artillery infantry unit, yeah. you know, which gets maybe three to four range like an artillery but if it's say in an, a city or on a mountain that range goes up by one more yeah you know type of thing so there's loads of cool ways to make interestingly enough units. and I, I i don't know if i read this somewhere this is a dream that i had <laughs> <laughs> but uh with the way forward developer came out and said that uh they were delighted by how well this is sold i don't i mean you you read out before we started this this episode well, no great. yeah you I, read I, out I, I, I looked up all the games that way forward had ever made and 99% of them are sheer crap, you know? None of them are famous or pr particularly good games. Yeah. They're just like SpongeBob or the type of the type of game that a three-year-old will look at the box and say, ma'am, I want that game. Yeah. You know, and that's all they had to do. So, so long as they made the box look good, their game will sell no matter what's in the game. Yeah. And I think that's the type of company this is. So that's the worst thing I could possibly say about the company, but that's what I'm saying about this company. Yeah. Way forward. Like, intelligent systems are responsible for everything good about this game, and Way Forward have done nothing to justify being attached to this project yes i suppose like all of the the everything that's good about this game as you said has has stemmed from the original makers they haven't mm -hmm. really made any sort of massive improvements interestingly enough though my thoughts on this are did they revitalize this ip because they feel that they can do an advanced wars 3 like is i guess is well, there no a, such thing it's called dual strike <laughs> no no no. but i mean that's what i mean is that they'll make a brand new well no clearly wars. because 
in this, they were just copying and pasting. Yes. So they clearly don't have the talent to even attempt to do well, that. Well, I mean... Yeah. I'm, so I'm putting my foot down, Darren, <laughs> and I'm saying that they don't they have don't. the talent. Well, I think in my mind... Maybe they don't. Maybe they could make it and it would be awful. Do you know what I mean? But my, my thing is, were they testing the water here to say... Advance Wars was such a popular game back in the day, well rated. Is the audience still there for Advance Wars? Let's remake it and a very lazy remaster, and not a really make a very lazy remaster. But the thing sold like hotcakes, still very very popular, the, exceeded all expectations. And, they kind of say, well, hey, that's they expected it not to sell very well. I mean, did they even play the the games themselves, or are they just copying them? Advance <laughs> no, Wars two, I don't think did. they did, Darren. <laughs> no, I, I think. How could they be surprised that? The best game on the Game Boy Advance wouldn't do well. Like well, that's it, crazy. But to it's me. twenty years later, so like, is there still like, does that audience still exist? That's what I mean. I I wonder was this like a litmus test to say, hey, we want to, or we think that I am um, Advance Wars is still a marketable option. We'll take over the IP and do an Advance Wars 3 because we've got Jewel Strike and we have that Apocalypse 1. I can't remember what that Days was. Days of Ruin. Days yeah. of Ruin. Uh, these are the ones. But can we just do Advance Wars 1, 2 and now make a, a third one with like the Black Hole Army in a different iteration? No, Darren. No, they so can't do that. <laughs> and I hope they don't. I hope they're all sacked and the company goes under because they're a complete waste of space. <laughs> and like this, okay. this, this remake shouldn't have been made. And if it should have, it should have been made by a competent company. Like, I can't believe how many games this company have made, and you would never have heard of any of them. They're all shit, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, you did read out the list, and it is, it is a bargain basement. But they're still, I mean, they're still a viable company, so they must be making enough yeah. money to keep going, like, uh, you know? Look, I would also say, as far as games go, like, if you've never played this before, it's amazing. It's definitely yes. worth a play, like, especially if it's the first time you've played it you'll still have grievances. You might even still think it's just the Game Boy Advance version. <laughs> yeah. You know, for all Which, you know, that's if, what it if is. If you can find the Game Boy Advance and a copy of this game for less than the 60 euro price tag that this charges, you should definitely do that. Interestingly yeah. enough, I went on to look for Advance Wars 2, Black Hole Rising, just to try and get like the, the dates that it was released and stuff like that. And I had, they were selling, people were selling, they were still in the cardboard box. There's no game sell more like that. It was $170 something dollars for a copy of Advance Wars 2 Black Hole Rising. I wonder no if way. it's become a bit a bit of a rarity. Do you know I mean to actually get your hands on the game? Clearly versions. people wanted it though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wanted it more in this remake. So I guess we'll come to our, our I mean, is, is, is there any more improvements or have we come down to kind of like giving a bit of a score? A uh, bit of a... I'm going to say I don't can't think of any at the moment, but uh -huh. I know when I get home or days from now, I'm going to start thinking about loads of stuff that I hate about it. <laughs> and they could have done better and it's yeah. going to either way at me so um, for now I have nothing we'll let else you, we'll I want to we'll let you put it in about. a voice note in a future episode yeah. if you remember yeah, 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 um, yeah. so you said your favourite army was Gold Comet right? Gold Comet yeah and Callum your favourite army? Uh, favorite army I, i'm gonna go green because like we said they're more balanced greener sammy i love sammy but it depends on what mission i'm going with whereas with green if i'm ego it doesn't matter what okay. mission i'm on you know and i would pick blue moon so i'm gonna ask craig out of five gold comets how many gold comets would the you give the original game is a five this game is a two Wow. Actually, no, okay. it's it's a one right. because it's nothing. It's, that, that, <laughs> they, they, didn't, they didn't make any improvement. If you can find it on emulator <laughs> or an old copy, get it. But it, like, it doesn't make sense to give them 60 euro. If this game goes to 20 euro, then I think it's worth buying then. Yes. But it's a really great game made worse by a shit company. 
Wow, there you have yeah. it. Colin, what about you? How many how many green earths are you giving this out of five? Oh, I don't understand now anymore because I would have just given an answer, but now I'm like, okay, are we comparing it to the original? Well, I we... am because I still want people to realize that the original games are amazing. Yeah, yeah. and, and this yeah. game has been made somehow worse because we are reviewing the we are reviewing an, essentially a remastered game. So I think part of the review has to come into was this remastered well. Yeah. And I guess that's coming to the answer is no. Like if, you can't possibly say, say if it you is. phrase it like that, it's not a good remastered game. However, I really enjoyed the game. Like it's the same as just playing the original, though. It's just it looks nicer, but it's still missing a lot of simple stuff that they could have easily just fixed or yeah. made better. Especially with a year fucking delay and stuff. It's like, what were you doing in that time? That so year. they just sat on it and didn't think. Like, because you know when you were like, I have used to make movies, and as soon as you've released, you're like, oh man, I'd love to add this and add this. They had a year to do those things, and, 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 and just, just left sat on their asses. Yeah. That just yeah. shows the kind of company they are. So, out of five, Colin, um, Greenerts, how many Greenerts? I would say that the original gets like a four point five or five, and this I'm gonna just because, like, it's still overall a very good game. I'm still gonna give it like a four. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for myself, uh, the original games, I would have given a five blue moons out of five mm -hmm. myself. This one, I think I'm going to give it a three blue moons out of five, this remaster. I Ooh. still think that, uh, yes, you can go and pick up the other ones, but it, there's something very, uh, and not to everybody's taste, and certainly not to my taste in every aspect, but it's very much a, a, very much, a much more polished looking game uh, i enjoyed i know you guys didn't you didn't agree didn't think there was a lot in it but i really enjoyed the voice acting there were some voice actors that i even thought i recognized i don't know if matt mercer's actually doing a voice in there as well a couple of lines. from palatine uh, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so there's a couple of voice like the, the cast seems to be strong as well and, and although there's not much line of dialogue that kind of helped me immerse myself in it, in it a little bit more uh, what i will say is what they've done with the multiplayer or what they haven't done with the multiplayer is unforgivable. Yes, unforgivable. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a modern day world where connectivity uh, should be a very easy thing, especially with a game that's so simple in its concept, uh, it's unforgivable that multiplayer does not work. Like we attempted three games yeah. and all three games we disconnected from and that's not okay. But based on how per remaster this is, I would have preferred if, because you can now get uh, Game Boy games on your Switch yeah. So if they just released Advance Wars 1, 1 and, two. and 2 on the Game Boy for you to download onto your Switch, I would tell everyone to make that choice. Because so then you would spend probably 10 or 20 euro on the product and get somehow a better product, even though it was 20 years, years ago. ago. Now, the only problem with the Game Boy Advance uh, simulator on the Switch is that's part of the Nintendo uh subscription plus it's the extra one to get like nintendo 64 games game boy advance games i think you have to pay like i think 60 you, a year but you can just buy the game right like it's still there you just have to pay for the games right no no so everything on everything on those simulators is free but you only get so i have access to let's say nintendo super nintendo and game boy oh, I get but you. game boy advance nintendo 64 are currently locked by that extra level okay. of on your online subscription well, if they release advance wars then you can buy it but otherwise yeah, yeah. no yeah so i think i think overall i think our impressions i mean i listen a three out of five to me is a is a, is a good game not a great game not a brilliant game not a perfect mm -hmm. game not a terrible game mm -hmm. uh is it the perfect remaster absolutely not far from but i am enjoying the hell out of it right now i still got more to do i will 100 percent complete it and buy all the co's and get all the music and do some more missions because for me it's it's a really addictive game loop that's very satisfying when you when you're doing it well um but yeah i think part of me would uh, would, would almost agree with you craig i think if it was like, easy to get the original games you're almost better off getting the original games amazing game 
worst remaster in history. (laughs) (laughs) There has got to be worse remasters than this. I don't see how there could be. If you know of worse remasters than uh, the Advance Wars Reboot Camp 1 and 2, you can email us at thegiftedgamepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Get it in. Yeah. Um, Colin, any closing thoughts before we finish up? Yeah, real quick. Like, so then we've done a rating on it, but how about we look at it? Like, out of 60 euros that you paid for it, how many of those euros were worth it? 30. Nice. I was willing to give it 40 euro because I thought of it as two games. I'm like, I probably would have paid 15 to 20 euro for one of them games on like a console. Well, I bought the voucher, which gave me two games for 100 euro. And one was Advance Wars and one was Zelda. Nice. So that's even easier for me to put this into perspective. A game that took six years to make and they worked their asses off. Whereas a game that I'm sure they had done in six months and then they put it on a shelf for a year and just sat on their asses. So when I compare the two like that, I'm like, 10 euro bargain bin. Yeah, mm. no, I can respect that. Yeah, so 10, you think it's worth 10, I think it's worth 30 maybe. I, I would have paid 40. 40 for the two games. Yeah. yeah. We've heard it here. So, uh, guys, thank you very much for coming in for this Games Club of uh, Advance Wars uh, 1 and 2 reboot camp. Yeah, really like it. Um, Next week on the show, it's myself, my brother Andrew, and Luke, and we're talking uh, VR games. Uh, If you'd like to listen to more content, myself, uh, Colin and Craig are going to stick around and talk about uh, some other Game Boy Advance games we might like to see get. I mean... The remaster treatment, but maybe a better remaster treatment than what Advance Wars got. Uh, if you want to listen to that kind of stuff, you can check us out on patreon.com forward slash the gift of gaming. And as I said, if you want to email us with any email us with any of your thoughts, you can check us out at the gift of gaming podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Colin Craig, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I and thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, thank you very much, Darren, for having us. <laughs> I thought this would be a short episode. <laughs> I know. Here we are, here, like an hour and 20 minutes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got this. Uh, listen, uh, to our listeners, thanks for sticking around. Uh, hope this was helpful, or hope you uh, had played the game and enjoyed getting involved in the conversation as well. Uh, it's always a pleasure, and uh, keep enjoying the gift that is gaming. Peace out.